On this episode, India turns into junk. I mean dunk. <laughs> the Ask Gary B Show. I just, I, because I did Wine Library TV last, I, I don't remember the intro. Hey everybody, this is Gary B. Thank you for Hey everybody, this is Gary Bay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 224 of the Ask Gary Vee Show. Okay, got it. <laughs> Jesus. Ready? Yep. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vee, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 224 of the Ask Gary Vee Show. Ty, I want you to keep, I want you to keep that little thing we just did right before this show. That's right. I am that rusty that I couldn't even remember how to intro this show. We've been on a major hiatus. Uh, in general, I feel like when we made the switch from DeMeo to Tyler, on the assistant front, Tyler hasn't prioritized this show as much as we've needed, Dunk. So hopefully we'll get back into a great rhythm. Uh, one of the, maybe this is the third or fourth show in the new office, that makes me happy. And, uh, and uh, India has transformed into a good-looking, young Swedish boy. Yep. Dunk, tell That's him who right. you are real quick. Vayner Nation, my name is Elliot Robinson, otherwise known as Dunk. I'm 18 years old, I'm from Sweden, and I'm your co-host for the Ask Gary Vee Show today. Very cool. Dunk and I interacted on Snapchat and Instagram where he did some great work under his Dunk account. I met him for five minutes. He flew from Sweden to London when I was there. I sat with him for five, 10 minutes, and I said, I need this kid to work with me in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And that, and that was, was even before that I knew that you didn't need all sorts of legal papers. That was like, that's how committed I was. I was like, whatever these overheads are, I'm gonna cover them because I believe in you so much. And by the way, he has made an impact. Even AJ, who's really tough. I think every, I'm very optimistic and think everybody's really talented. AJ's like, what's up with this dunk kid? I'm like, all right, Vayner Sports, relax. <laughs> all right, let's do it, dunk. Now listen, for all the great things that you bring, I do not think you're gonna do this well. I have a feeling that you're not gonna do a good job, but let's see how it plays we'll out. Let's see, I think I'm charismatic, right. let's we'll see. I know right. you're charismatic. First question. Yes. My friend and I are both digital marketers with very credible experience at age. Well, you already screwed up. You're supposed to say the person's name. <laughs> <laughs> and it says anonymous, that's why. Is that true? Yeah. Interesting, okay, keep going. My friend and I recently started working for an app startup. The person who manages digital marketing is inexperienced and, in our opinion, stunting potential growth. We are looking for an opportunity to show our talent to execs without overstepping our boundaries. How can we show that we are better for the role to the execs? I feel like this is actually your question and you don't believe in Andy <laughs> and that this is not real. This is more you projecting your opinions about what's going on here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, listen, I think, I think much like what goes on here, and this is why it's funny, and this is for the whole team, I think we've got a good situation, so many of you don't. My advice here is what I do think we create more of. You know what's funny? I create a company where you can start hacking and doing things, you know that you can do that, but it's your own trying to be nice to whomever that may hurt that's supposed to be doing it that holds it back. So this is a really fascinating thing at VaynerMedia. I've created a world where I never want people to not show, if you can show it, you know, then you can do it, then just do it, show that person. Now, the tough part of that advice is, let me give you a great scenario. In this exact scenario, where there's a lot of people on my team that are talented and everybody's got different roles and a lot of people are mishmashed into different responsibilities, some that aren't even their best skill set versus other things that other people are doing, they start liking each other. Like my team, I mean, they don't all have to be the best of bestest friends, but you guys genuinely like each other and so what's really holding it back is not hurting that other person's feelings of why are you going into my territory 
It's very complicated. I mean, look, here's the best part of this. This is much like life. It's just a black and white answer. Either you step and run through the china shop and show your skills and take the risk of saying here, and by the way, there's a good way and a bad way to do it. My real answer would be to go to the person that is doing that role and saying, I really believe in myself in this craft. I know this is your role. I know I'm in accounting and you're the creative director, but can you help me show you or give me the ear cover to show Gary that I can do this? Because here's how it's gonna play out. Either that's what's gonna happen or I'm gonna quit and leave here and go do it somewhere else and I want us to be teammates, not adversaries. Now, eight, this is a big number, eight out of 10 times, that person is gonna try to hold down the other person out of insecurity, fear, all these things. But you might get lucky and it might be one of those two out of 10 times. That's my favorite way to do it because I think that's the only middle step to the black and white thing which is, to answer the question, show somebody. Yeah. Like edit an episode of Daily V and be like, told you other time, I'm better than you. Like just do it. Or don't and be miserable and let a little kernel of negativity eventually become cancer and it's gonna end up with you underperforming and getting fired or you quitting. Like, that's the punchline of all of this. All the things I talk about to not suppress are predicated on the outcome's gonna be the outcome anyway. So why not just speed it up? But with humility. So like I get away with a lot of stuff because I get to the punchline but I coat it with as much honey and humility so that it becomes swallowable. Consumable would have been a better way to go. Cool. Next video question from Jan. Jan. I wanna ask because you don't do it often but from time to time you mention China, WeChat, the other internet and stuff like that. So do you actually spend time on studying these things, how they work, how they are different? And if so, what do you focus on? And have you learned something already that you are applying in your business or that you are sharing with the clients in the US and all around the world? So thank you very much for uh, the grind. Thank you very much for answering my question and uh, have a great day, bye. Chad, great question and I'm really dying to see if you guys, I feel like you guys are being very smart and asked that question. Something very funny happened. Two days ago? Yesterday? Yesterday, right? Yesterday I sent a team-wide email about this. Was that yesterday or two days ago? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday I sent an email to my entire teams and it said, China, it's time. Let's start transcribing my content. It's time to get serious, Jan. Uh, So the answer is the other internet, China, is something I'm very, very passionate and a believer of on a religious level, but I've never gone to church, meaning I know it's right, I know it's big, I know the biggest consumer set in the world is there, but you can't get to everything. And Much like there's a lot of things I'm not doing well even within the US, I have not been able to open up that can of worms. VaynerMedia eventually is gonna play in that market, it will have to as we're becoming a global leader and so no question the thing I'm most disappointed about on a micro level in my career over the last 36 months is that I haven't forced myself to spend four or five separate trips in China, taste it, get used to it and really articulate a real strategy. Literally, literally, I became so fed up with myself that yesterday I sent to the team, it's time for me to become a player in that market and so (laughs) I'm sure that's why the question was asked or maybe it's just serendipitous but the answer is no, I have not spent time analyzing the WeChats and the rest of the market but uh, it is uh, something I better get around to if I have to 
expand on the aspirations that I have and I think both VaynerMedia and me as a brand have enormous opportunities within that market. I think we fit the mold on an entrepreneurial level and so I'm excited about the next frontier. Cool. Next is a video question from Diogo Silva. Okay. Hey Gary, I'm Diogo, I'm from Portugal and I have a very simple question to ask you. Are you good with names? Are you able to remember every single employer and people you do business with names? And how important is that skill for your business? Thank you, Gary, for answering this episode. I feel like this episode, you know what? I feel like since we haven't had a lot of time, that there's been a whole lot of work. I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this episode. I am terrible with names. It's devastating. I have so much pride, and I know that people that watch Daily V um, are probably surprised by how many names I know, but there's so many names I don't know. And I don't know names of like 18 months in clients. And I don't know names of like people that, you know, like, I'm, it's unbelievable how much context I know, but names I don't. Meaning, there's employees here that I know like things that, that are going on with like the well-being of their relationship because I follow them on social and then like follow their boyfriend and then like figure out like, oh, you know, like literally, literally like, and definitely know their performance and remember that they had a bad day or recall this or just deep, deep, deep stuff. But I'm like, is that Karen or Susan? Like, it's super tough for me. It's something I'm very bad at and it is not, it's very important people like, here's what I think. Tactically, it's important and people would be disappointed if they've been paying VaynerMedia for two years and they're an important client and I don't know their name. I understand that. What, I'm, what overrides that and while I feel great is that's the tactic to the thing that matters which is knowing one's name is a one version of caring about that person. I know how much I care and though I hate that the easiest version of that is not something I have a skill for, it's all the other stuff that I have skills for that make up for that vulnerability because that is a surface level vulnerability, not a deep vulnerability. And so I think at a macro level, it is stunningly unimportant. What it perceives to mean is the most important thing, but tactically, I don't think so. On a micro level, sure, it's important. You like that answer? Yeah. Question. I like this kid. Hey Gary, I'm Ryan. In a video with Joe Polish, you said that you could sell rocks on the street and still make 100 grand a year. Is that true? If so, could you make a video where you sell a rock to someone who doesn't know you? Thanks. So Ryan, theoretically, it is true. Practically, listen, the truth is, actually, I'm surprised how I'm answering this. I think I can make $100,000 a year selling, like, I wish I was in a point in my life where I could be so crazy and right now, off of this, do it. Go with DRock to some crazy place where nobody knows who I am, which, oh by the way, and I love you all for this, which is almost everywhere, <laughs> like down the street, but you know, uh, go to a place where I'm not me, and I know that, you, trust me, you guys perceive me bigger than I am, I'm, not, I'm just me, and I think, now look, here's what I would do. I'd go to a place, first I'd go to a rich, upper middle class area where where it's not too rich, but upper middle class demo, and I would set up shop on the corner of the street, and I guess most of my day would be, it'd have to have rocks in the general area, like access to rocks, in a, which is everywhere. No, no, I'll tell you why, I understand, but like, if I'm trying to make 100,000, like, 
and I can pick anywhere, like you might as well, if, if there's a perfect zip code where it's got the right income level that I want and there's access to it from an efficiency standpoint, I know I could buy them on the internet and all that stuff, but nonetheless, I guess I would try to market myself as somebody who is creative on top of a rock. So I don't think I would, if I was selling a rock, I wouldn't try to sell you a rock because that wouldn't work. But what I would do is I would doodle and create on top of rocks and try to sell them and I genuinely with my entire heart believe that I can make $100,000 a year in year two firm. In year one, I would make $36,000 in profit. Good. I believe it's possible to sell just a rock. It is, but I think what I would do, because I'd want to get to 100,000, is the doodling on top would then constitute as art, and that becomes agnostic, and then marketing yeah. can take over, and then all I need to do is have Leonardo DiCaprio take a picture on his Instagram that he's bought this rock, because it's art, and then it's game over. Yeah. It's just high school arbitrage. All of it is. All right, next question is from Betty. Oh, Lee. Betty! Yep. Awesome. So Gary, you're so successful, you run a $100 million revenue company. How do you stay hungry? Period. Betty, I think that, the truth is, I think a lot of us are hardwired. I think because I didn't come from much, because I didn't speak the language, because I wasn't physically large, I actually think that's a dude thing, for sure. Um, And because I think I'm wired to love underdogs, I've always loved them. I think where I've come from, there is no I've ever made it. First of all, I don't like the physical things. That's a huge advantage. So not needing to buy a plane or an $8,000 pair of sneakers. Like, there's no physical thing I want. I, just like the, uh, the awesome Instagram photo that, Tyler, you put together, the game. Like, I love the process. I'm hungry forever. I'm the hungriest. I'm super hungry. I threw up this morning and I'm, and I'm theoretically, physically, I'm not hungry right now because I'm feeling a little woozy, but emotionally, as an entrepreneur, I'm the hungriest. It's incredible. I'm dramatically more successful than I was 10 years ago. I'm more hungry, not less. Because? Because I just think it was hardwired from the get. I just, because I just think it's black and white. I just think at some level, you're just wired the way you are. There is nothing that's gonna fill my appetite because what drives my hunger is the process, not the results. And then by nature, in that construct, it goes forever. The only thing that changes my hunger is if, is if the two other most important variables in this game play themselves out. The health and well-being of my family or the way I feel about the allocation of my time and the depth of that time with my family. Those are the only vulnerabilities. There's no $14 million you know, check or $48 billion check or buying the jets. Like, There's nothing that will stop the hunger. When I put my jersey on, when I'm in the context of being a businessman, the hungry you know, vibe will be there forever. It's when I'm Gary as a person where there's other things in my life besides being on the field that could play out, that could get me to be less hungry professionally, but on the field, I'm going to be a psycho through and through forever. like it. That's it. Great, it's a good show. Do a good job, Junk. I like you asking. Junk? <laughs> yeah. Listen. I was, I, was just, I was just proud I said episode clean. I like messed it up the last four times. I messed it up the last four times. Question of the day. Tell me about the end of your summer. Uh, 
I've got a lot of flights coming up and I feel a little out of touch because we haven't done this in a little while, VaynerNation, so this will be a good way for me to just get a sense for you know, the three to 400 of you that I've really, you know, it's funny. You guys are fans uh, of my work and I appreciate that. You'd be shocked how much I'm a fan of your feedback to my work and who mixes it up and who like tries to say like rogue stuff on purpose to game the system and who's, who's totally into it now but fades off, who's always into it, who comes in and out. It's amazing on how much I know about you even if I don't know your name. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them. Podcast listeners, I really appreciate you giving me your ear. I respect it, I appreciate it. Would love, would love a review. One star, cool, I didn't bring it. Five stars, even better. Appreciate it.